Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again for another episode on the podcast, The PM Spazio. Uh, so how y'all doing today, man? I just wanted to like get on here. I've been like, you know, looking at, you know, all of this new technology that's out. I'm really excited about the new IG reels and just it's just so much going on. Um, but today I'm going to focus on uh, uh, user experience. What is a user experience and how do we actually create one and then translate that experience into something that is is tangible on a, you know, a piece of technology. And for me, technology is all when I say technology or or devices, when I talk about devices, I'm always talking about Apple products. That's all I believe in. I don't believe in nothing else. So out of all of the the objective things that you'll ever hear me say or talk about one thing that I won't change or I don't believe anybody else should be using anything other than an iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad, MacBook, Apple TV. Like other than that, you you we not even have any conversation. But anyhow, like today I really wanted to focus on like, you know, uh user experience cuz it's 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 really important that we understand how to build user experiences and where those experiences should actually be coming from. Because what I've seen too many times in too many different applications and in too many different tech products, you know, that really deal with like the unit user interface side of things, um, applications, uh, web apps, uh, fitness, you know, apps that are on your device, etc. Um, what I've seen too many times is processes that don't really reflect the space that this application is supposed to be a part of. So today, I'm basically going to talk about two things. One is, where should your user experience come from? And if you got somebody developing an app for you, if you have you know a team of people putting things together, these are the things that you need to be thinking about before you guys really set out on that journey. Um, so one is, where does a user experience come from, a true user experience come from, and what does it reflect? And then secondly, how do we translate that into uh, the technologies, into a process that is uh, um, part of, you know, the tech or the devices that your users already have? Excuse me, I'm fumble fumble master today. Um, So let's first start off by, you know, really focusing on what? How do we or where do we really get a user experience from and i'll basically start off with a story um before i really you know go into too much depth about how we get the user experience but i'll tell a story about a user experience so you know i've always been a coder always wanted to like develop technologies and code and 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 that's just always been my thing since i was a, a a teeny bop um and as the years went on, you know, I left high school. I kind of didn't pursue that path. Well, I didn't kind of, I didn't pursue that path. I went in the army. I did a lot of different things, came back. And food service was one of the places that I always used to like find myself working in, in, in restaurants. And I remember one of these restaurants after so many years, um, I started working for a restaurant when I was living in Philly, because that's pretty much where I began my life was in Philadelphia. I used to work for this restaurant and 
they, you know, fast casual dining, uh, salads and stir fries. One of the reasons why I started going there was because the menu that they had um, really supported a health and nutrition lifestyle. And so I was just like, hey, I wouldn't mind working here. Like I support, you know, the menu and the foods that they put out. Like I'm behind it 100 percent. And towards like maybe like six months to a year after I was there, they's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're a tech company. So now I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we're we're a food company, but we, you know, we 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 about tech. And I'm like, I don't I don't understand. But okay. So they come out with an app. And when I say that the user experience is trash, and and you know, I use harsh words. So like I if I'm coming at people or I say things about something, like don't take that per that's how I deal with myself. I deal with myself the same way. I'm like, yo, what you just did, that was garbage. Or what you did, because I like to stay objective, or what you did was great. This user experience was trash. It didn't match anything that actually went on in the restaurant. So this is kind of the point where I'm going about where does a real user experience come from? Now, working in the restaurant, I started at uh, as an ambassador, which is like a hostess or a host. Um, I moved on to the kitchen for two weeks. I couldn't stand it back there. Then they moved me to back to the front of the house. So I'm on the walk. I'm creating salads. I'm 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 I'm, I'm cooking. Um, and I'm like, I'm getting skilled. I'm like moving fast. My first couple of weeks was really hard, and then I really got the hang of things. I'm I'm double walking, triple walking. I'm my food is coming out piping hot. Everything is good. I'm great. Then I move on and I get promoted to service manager. Now I'm in a management role. I'm running shifts. Then I leave there. I go to uh, corporate and I become a a um, um, opener store opener. So we open a, a, some stores. We open up Charles Village on uh, John Hopkins campus. We open up uh, restaurant King of Prussia um, right outside of Philadelphia, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. We open up uh, Chinatown, D.C. We open up all these different stores. Then I, I finally wound up working at um, uh, Pentagon City. In Arlington, Virginia, and like so, I'm on a management like, and so we doing. I'm I'm learning all of these different aspects of the business, and then I'm looking at this app, and I'm like, yo, who created this app? They clearly have no understanding about how a restaurant works, the way that they're creating a res their solution to um, people ordering online. First of all, if they had, they didn't have an understanding about it. All they had to do was look at what Starbucks was doing because they already kind of had, you know, the lead on like the most comprehensive way to order your food and then come pick it up. They tried to, but it just didn't work. And then we had like multiple systems. We had a little screen on a on a on a micros a Microsoft uh, Windows tablet that you had to do the orders from there and then you had to still ring them up at the register but you couldn't go in and return if it and it was just it was crazy and i'm like yo whoever came up with this experience they clearly don't understand anything about about what goes on in the restaurant 
Then I'm also, when I was an assistant general manager, when we was behind the scenes, we used to, I used to have to make orders. So like when you order from different food vendors, it's like certain steps that you got. And I'm looking at this interface and I'm like, yo, I got an Apple watch on my arm. We got the next generation of all types of computers. Why do the back end of an ordering system still look like the very first time I touched the computer in the early 90s? In the library, like, I'm like, this interface is garbage. And it don't really, you you can't change. And then if you mess up something, there's no, like, intuitive way to go in and change it really quick. And the system, you got to call and then leave a mess. And it's just like, yo, this is messy, right? So the thing that I'm trying to, that I'm expressing is, like, the person who created that system, they didn't understand the restaurant industry from the point of view of, myself or other people like me who have been a manager who have been a a uh uh worked you know scrubbing floors and and all in 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 cooking and ambassador hosts uh training open up stores they didn't understand any of that and even like as far as the training documents that we would come up with and the way that we would build our training process and we would try to use the ipad the person that came up with that teaching system they really didn't understand like how you train people in large settings in a restaurant and how do you, they didn't have a clue. Now, part of that reason is that the people who signed off to pay this company to build this app, they themselves had not worked from the bottom up. The owner of the company was one of the first people he he walked. He made salads. He ran the business. He was one of the people that was working day in and day out. But once he started hiring boards and people, right, board members and, and, and HR people and vice presidents, they were coming in from other places. And then they were saying, textbook wise, this is what things should be like. And then when a company comes to them and say, well, we can help you turn that into an application. And then they sit down and they give a good spiel and they sound good and everything is together. And then they sign off and get them a hundred thousand and they go and build this bullshit app. Then this is, you know, this is the experience we getting. And then when you go on, 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 on the Apple store and you're looking at the reviews, the reviews is like one star. Oh, and, and the comments are, I love the business. I love the food. I love the display. And to make matters worse, when you come into the store, there's this beautiful touch screen. The UI is wonderful. The experience is wonderful. Everything is great. So why they didn't translate that into the app, I have no clue. But you're looking at the reviews in the app store and they just like, yo, this app, it don't work sometimes. Sometimes it ordered. Then I get there. They telling me they ain't get the like whoever came up with it. They didn't have a clue about how things work and how the system should be. So I said all of that to say is this, when somebody is building an app for you and we dealing in the fitness space right now, that's where I'm starting at, you know, I'm gonna touch all the spaces, but right now I'm dealing with health and fitness cause that's like truest to me. That's my first, my second love next to, you know, coding and, and, and technology. But when somebody is developing an app for you, that experience should come from some type of, of experience with that subject matter. 
you can't develop and you shouldn't have anyone develop an app for you who doesn't understand anything about the process that goes on in the gym. They need to actually be a part of it. They need to go into a gym right now with COVID. They can't go into the gym really, or they, they might not want to go into the gym. So you need to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and they need to like, see like how you would train somebody, how you, and actually do some sessions with you. See how, how they feel when they're working out, because when they're working out, it's certain things that they're going to be like, oh, I don't like this or I like that. And they can include that experience, that, that, that thought process into the building of this app for you. So if you're creating an app, you need to really have like an understanding about what is being built. Now you as the, as the owner of the brand of the fitness company, what have you, you're the divide is this, you understand the fitness part and they're telling you they understand the technology part, but they really don't understand how to translate what you're saying into something that is profound with great experiences, something that is intuitive and, and seamless and to the lives of people. What they're saying to you is what they're basically doing is rehashing a YouTube paradigm, some videos. They're looking at a couple of interfaces, something that Apple put out, maybe something that Peloton put out. And then they're going to take that and they're going to be like, all right, well, this is what they're doing. We can create that for you and it'll be great. And it'll be, that's not, that's not an experience. That's really not an experience. What that is, is a, uh, uh, and I talked about this in another, in a previous, in the previous, um, podcast what that is is repetition masquerading as renovation that should be innovation repetition masquerading as renovation when it should be innovation see in order to innovate you have to be in tune or have some type of connection to what it is that you want to create you have to understand the pain points and in order to create a solution that is 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 reflexive of of an experience that people actually would need or want to have you had to be a part of it so if a developer is coming up to you as a, a, a personal trainer, as a fitness coach, and they're like, yo, I'm going to help you build this application. The first question that you need to ask them is, do you work out now? No. If they're overweight, ask them, have you ever, and I'm, this is not a diss, but it's being really real. What is the process that you're using t for you to lose weight? What is, are the things that you would want to see? And, and if they can't answer these questions, they can't build you an experience. That is profound. They can build an experience, but typically they're not even building an experience. What they're doing is just rehashing what they've already seen. They're charging you money. And then they're telling you like, yo, you got your app out. And then they're getting you excited. And because you don't understand how that technology, how things could really be, 
you're being bamboozled. You're being hoodwinked. You're being beguiled into the belief system that somebody is actually creating a uh, experience for you and they're not. So when you build an experience, that experience needs to come from some type of connection. And you should not let anybody build anything for you that doesn't have a connection to the matters and the subject that they're telling you they're going to give you. Because what they're doing is researching. Now, this is for. This is no longer I, I, I'm really addressing now uh, the UX and, and designers and the developers. But this is also good for you as a fitness coach, as a personal trainer for you to hear. Um Researching about a specific thing does not give you real insight into building that experience. If I told you, like, I heard that, and I'll say this, I, I heard that sex is good. You'd be like, but have you had sex yet? I'd be like, well, you know, I heard, I, I did some research about it. It's like, but you're not going to understand till you do it. That's the way uh, a lot of UX designers are coming straight out of college or they're coming or or they're they're getting certified and because they're making a career change and they're not bringing any of that expertise or going into fields to build UX experiences. They don't have the expertise in that field. They just learned how to become a UX designer, somebody certified them, and they're not bringing any experience to your particular subject matter. And they're coming straight out and they're going, I can build an experience for you. And you say, how much experience do you have? And they go, I don't have any. I can do the research. But you can't research an experience. That in itself, you re it requires you to be a part of it. So if you want to build something for a specific person or brand, you actually need to be a part of it. I have a, a um, I have a, and this is partly, partly on a tangent, but it, it, it feeds into the point that I'm making. I had this belief system and my belief system is this. Anything that I ask anybody else to do or tell anybody else that they should be doing, I myself should have already done it. Because then when I make requests, when I uh, delegate to other people, I know how to delegate it because I've already gone through it. So in the same regard, if you're going to create an experience that's going to better someone's fitness life, their, their fitness lifestyle, their uh, health, their nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. If you're going to build that, then you yourself needed to be a part of that subject matter because then you will have insight into, I remember when I was like, I remember when I worked out, I was thinking to myself, I wish I knew if my form was right. Okay. So this is an experience that needs to be inside of that. So when we're building or you're building this experience for someone, where is your information coming from? Because 
coming from research does not give you insight into the actual experience. So now via an abstraction of what actually is, you're going to try to create an experience that you believe will be suitable or solve problems for people. And, they, and, and there are things like creating personas. Personas are fictitious. There's no need to create a persona when people have already gone through that. Do you understand the subject matter? Because if you do, then there's no need to create a persona. The persona is a attempt at understanding what you believe the end user would feel like. But it's abstract. I don't even know if it's really abstract because typically abstractions are built on top of other things that actually exist. And to build a persona is like that's a fake person. That person doesn't is you, you're giving them an age, you're giving them a name, you're saying because they work here and they like this type of music and they do this and they have one child. This is what they'll probably do. But if you actually had kids or you went and sat at your friend's house who has kids and just really, really understood like, hey, like, what is the problem that you're having? And they could tell you, but even then, it's still a level of, of separation between you and the subject matter. So whatever you create is going to always be. Four degrees shorter than what it needed to be to really hit the mark and four degrees over a long period of time, one degree over a long period of time. You'll always miss your target. So early on in the beginning of your career, early on in the beginning of people really understanding what uh, fitness technology should be translated into. There is opportunity for you to like convince people that you're creating a solution for them. But it would be better for you, for your ethic, right, your business ethics to really invest in only the spaces and industries that you actually have experience in. And if you feel like you want to move to a new industry, take the requisite time, 30 days, 45 days, whatever it takes for you to immerse yourself in that particular space so that you'll have a full understanding. It's like actors, like method actors or people who get into character. They get all the way into it. They research it. Then they go out and they start doing it because that's the way that it sticks. And then it really clicks in your mind. So if you go and build an experience for somebody's fitness app, then really get into fitness. Really see what it's all about. Do it yourself. See what it's like to eat healthy. See what it's like when you don't understand, you know, uh, what's going on nutrition wise or why you're not gaining lean muscle mass or what workouts worked and which ones didn't like understand all of that stuff to the fullest. That's where a user experience should come from. From your immersion in that subject matter. Because research 
and personas are fictitious. They don't necessarily reflect. And just like I said, working in a restaurant, I knew the ins and outs of how things really work when you train, how things worked in management, how things work from corporate to operations. I had been on both sides and I started directly from the bottom. So after doing all of that and then seeing somebody trying to create a solution, I'm like, yo, they clearly have no understanding about this. It is your responsibility as a developer, as a UX designer to create for that personal trainer, that coach or any other industry you put yourself in. It is your responsibility to create a profound experience for their piece of technology, for their app. It's your responsibility. Like, don't be so quick to like, yo, we won't bring you in. And like, it's, I'm going to say this and I'll go on to our second part translating that, but it's just too many people who are good at making things sound wonderful or, you know, kind of like showing their ability to, uh, to, um, Create good copy and, and good speech and really pitch things to people. They great at it, but it's like what they offering is just not there. And there needs to be there needs to be a balance in the presentation of what you're telling clients you'll offer them as well as really asking yourself, am I at the edge of cutting new and profound experiences? Because if you can say, yes, you are, then bravo. Otherwise, you need to go back to the drawing board or you need to stick to the niches that you actually have experience in. And we all have experience in some. I mean, if you're coming straight out of college, there are apps and there are things that can be developed going into this next, uh, uh, into this next year that need to be developed for education, for uh social settings, etc. Like there's a lot of things that can be done. And um so secondly, I really wanted to focus on is how do we translate those experiences into something that will will uh resonate and create profound experience for people in their lives. The first thing that we have to do if we want to translate all of our experiences, all right, we've gone, we've, instead of researching, we've actually immersed ourselves into that subject matter. And now we want to create an experience on the iPhone and the Apple Watch, for instance. Like I said, I will only ever talk about those, uh, any Apple products, but let's say I wanted to create it. So now I need to go and really understand all of the APIs and the technologies that um, Apple provides in the watch. And there are so many core motion, Siri kit, you got um, core location, you have um, augmented reality, you also have um, watch kit, you've got some technologies on watch kit that detect, you know, you could 
check the heart rate. Um, now they have Vox on there so you can uh, uh, blood oxygen levels. It, it's just so many different pieces that exist that you need to research and really understand how those things work. And then once you understand how those things, how those things work, as you get good with it, you'll be able to synthesize it in your mind really quickly. But in the beginning, it might take some time for you to really like understand. And, and time is not six months, two weeks, one day. Time is the time that it needs for it to synthesize in you. So if you can do that in 24 hours, 36 hours and it click, then pop, it's good for you. If it takes you a couple of weeks to really get it, then so be it. But you need to take the requisite time to really understand all of the technologies that are applicable to the experiences that you want to create. And when you translate, translate via imagination. I'm going to say that again. Translate via imagination. Stop using logic and it got to be this way because the research says that in order to solve. No, nah, man, no. Nah. Imagination. And technology is like love. It don't follow them rules. Like it is what it is. It, it generates the feelings that it generates. So when you creating something, you need to use your imagination and just be like, I wonder what it would be like if start from there. I wonder what it would be like if I didn't have to pull my phone out my pocket every single time to figure out what my next exercise was to, um, record or track the exercise that I just did, what, what would that experience look like? So like what I just did recently was did a little example with, um, with Siri. And it was like, I was like, I thought to myself, like, what if I could just like do my whole workout and get stats, updates, find out what my next exercises are, maybe adjust reps, adjust sets, what have you, Without ever really having to like pick up the phone, I could just have my AirPods in and just tell Siri everything that I wanted to do. And then that's where the experience came from. And what was I trying to solve with that? One of the things in the gym that I really dislike, which is always having to take out my phone and kind of like annotate after every exercise. Because I know if I wait to the end of the workout or the end of the set or whatever the case may be, I'm probably even I'm not going to forget, but I'm not going to want to put it down. Or jot it down because I'm ready to move on to the next thing. So how can I, you know, change that experience? So I was like, hey, use Siri. And pretty much you can just use Siri for that whole process. And then you build your app around that. But you need to first be able to understand like or have knowledge about what technologies are available on that platform. And I don't. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this twice before I finish the sentence. I don't. I really don't believe in developing on multiple platforms. And when I'm talking about platforms, I'm talking about across iOS and Android or whoever else. Like, I don't do that because they don't even offer the same technologies all the time. There are some things that are similar: cameras, Bluetooth, some other like. So, but when it comes to like the nitty gritty and how robust Swift and, and Apple products and, and, and the language 
is on their devices, you only develop in one place. And that's on the Apple side. But that's like, that's my own little, that's how I, I, I go about it. But that that doesn't necessarily have to be for you. But the reason why I say I develop on one platform, because there are things that are available in the Apple ecosystem that you're not going to find in other ecosystems. So now you have to um, develop based on the least common denominator. Because you got to make sure that that can translate on Android, does it translate on a web app or using HTML and JavaScript is all of what you're trying to do going to translate everywhere. But if you pick the highest factor, which is dealing on Apple, then you had a freedom to just build 100% of your imagination on that particular platform. So um, that's just how I, that's what I believe. And I'll, I'll always make it clear about the things that I believe and my pet peeves and what I want as opposed to like things that are just facts. And that for me, how I develop and what platforms I choose to develop on is going to always be Apple, you know, until I create my own operating system. So, um, but back to what I was saying about like how you translate that, you have to translate your thought process into your app and in order to do that you actually need a developer that understands that particular space because if you don't have a developer that understands that space they're going to create for you what they know how to do and because you are in that space because i think a lot of people get caught in the web of what a tech person can do because they're like, well, I don't know how to code. That's not really my thing. I just know how to make workouts. So then they convince you that they're going to be good for you, but they're not going to be good for you. They're going to put you in an average place and they're going to use that same system with everybody. And before you know it, all your competition is going. Imagine right now if 10,000 fitness uh, personalities worldwide all put out an app and their app was exactly the same as having YouTube with their branding on it, but just in an app form. And it's curated to like match strength, yoga, uh, hit all of the, the major categories that apps like to do, but it's curated for that. How is that different than Peloton? You're not going to never compete against Peloton. At this rate, if you're just coming into the game, but you can overtake anybody, Peloton, Nike, Adidas, Runtastic, whoever, if you take your personal experience and then you combine that with a developer who really knows how to create a profound experience that nobody has yet seen. There are literally a thousand different ways that an app could be, a fitness app could be built. But like I said, the person who's building it for you, they must have some type of experience with that subject matter or they're basically just taking your money. When at the end of the day, if you think about it, everybody's on YouTube, just send them to your YouTube channel. That's all you got to do. Send them to your YouTube channel and we'll put some YouTube videos on a website, 
have people buy your subscription and they can't unlock those particular pages until they pay. And that that's it. It's still a scroll view because most most of the uh of the um websites now need to be mobile friendly. That's like a requirement for Google to even be part of the searches and to even even you know be responsive to how people are, you know, using technology right now. They ha they gotta be able to look good in mobile. So that's your app right there. And it's not an app, it's just a web page. And then they get the workouts and then you could just put some good, you know, get you a good development and, and put some uh, meal plans at the bottom of, your, uh, of the scroll for the workout for the day. And that's it. Why spend all of that money to do the same thing to say you got an app in a store when the experience is not no greater than uh, a YouTube experience? And, you know, I, I, I'm a... I'm going to go on a tangent a little bit with it because I'm just going, I'm going to talk about this final, finally in, in, in the terms of how I'm really feeling on the inside. Cause that, you know, like I'm completely vexed. Like I swear to you, if I see one more person brag about they app and I'm looking and I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like Peloton. It's not the 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 workouts or the the bike. I love spinning. The Peloton thing is popping. What I'm saying is, when you take your business from a fitness one on one studio in the gym, and you say that you're creating a fitness experience technology, the number one fitness. And this is not just them saying this, but this is what I'm seeing with a lot of these fitness apps. The number one uh, personal training app. Uh, the number one fitness app or a fitness app that will change. Like, what are you what are you changing? You're, you're not doing anything. There's nothing profound about what you're creating. You're not using your imagination. Don't jump on a bandwagon. What what everybody else is putting out because they not they're not creating anything great. And it's like it, it it burns me up on the inside, but I also understand that I have a responsibility to get out here to create this service that we did on White Spots Yo, to give people the opportunity to white label um, applications, pick the uh, types of experiences that they want to formulate and put together, and then go ahead and create. Um, an application that actually is going to to represent their brand in a unique way. And as we, you know, grow our team and we build out uh, and have more people, we're able to create more more uh, options and things for people to do within their apps. But right now, just the whole video and scrolling thing like. I, like I'm I'm done with it, like it's I'm. And at, and at the most part, like the thing that 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 is really more bothersome than anything is like if you look at the majority of apps that are out right now, they are only for people who either don't know how to work out, they're just starting their journey, or they just want to consume content. But like, where's the apps for actual bodybuilders 
Where's the apps for um, actually for personal trainers to train clients one on one and virtually? But I'm talking about real intuitive stuff. Where are those apps? Like everything is here's my workout. Watch this video. Then like I could just go on Instagram and do that. You not provide me a way to like adjust my repetitions, to track my information, to see like what I've done in the past. What you know, what my tendencies are to to actually have a dynamic workout. If I change something today, will that will that then adjust all you know my following or 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 uh, um, every other workout that I'm going to have after this that contains this exercise? Like, where is that at? Where what if I don't eat? What's on a meal plan? How do I adjust that and still get get all of the the nutrients in in, in what I need for today. Like, where is that app at? But like, you understand how, and, and I'm off the changing now, I'm back on course, but you understand how to work out and you understand fitness to its fullest. So you need to find people who can translate your thoughts and your experiences, your process and methodology into something that would be completely reflective of your brand and not just like your average run of the mill. You just go on, tell me I got a fitness app and then I look at it and it's like, it's nothing different. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I just, I feel like right now, nobody is thinking about user experience. Everybody is thinking about that status of I got a fitness app and it's like, yo, that's nothing. You have YouTube. That's it. You have YouTube with your pink colors and your branding. And because you got 2.4 million followers, 506,000 followers, and you know that they're going to buy what you have, you feel accomplished. And it's like, that's not the approach that we can really take to this to this to this um business to this fitness industry. We can't take that approach. Like if you had clients and they were just like, "Yo, just as long as I can lose X amount of weight in a little bit and once I get down, I'm good, I'm out." Like you probably would train them, but you would just be like, "Yo, like you don't really want this lifestyle. I don't know if I really want to like have you as a client cuz this is I want you to change your life." Who you are and what you do is a reflection of me. So when you create a fitness app, you gotta you gotta create something that that has that that shows that same type of passion and understanding. Like yo, when you get this app, like I'm gonna guide you, I'm gonna nurture you, I'm gonna make sure that you what you're doing is 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 right. And the only way you're gonna be able to you know do that is by finding developers fitness exp and, and, and people who actually really understand the space or who are willing to spend two to three weeks with you in a fitness program and really see how things are so that they can really create something that's going to really, you know, um, change and augment people's fitness life. But like fitness experiences and UX experiences, they come from actually being a part of the subject matter and then that developer 
as well as yourself, having an understanding of all of the technologies that are available to you to be able to build a profound experience. So wherever you are at in your journey, however you, you know, started out, even if you already got an app in the store, you might need to go back to the drawing board and on the next update, change some things. And it's paramount that you do that early because right now, the way it's looking, we talking about probably another year and a half to two years of 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 this COVID situation and people as if they keep getting sick and it keep getting worse because people not going to follow the rules. Like people going to be in the crib and they going to be doing workouts from home and you're going to have to do something more than just um, show some videos because like, it, you know, everybody going to be doing that. So what's going to make you more valuable than the next person? And, and, and furthermore, like, at the end of the day, can you really say, like, you created an experience? Is this the experience you would have gave them if you was dealing with them one-on-one in a personal setting, in the gym, at the park, on the top of the roof, at the condo? Is that what you would have been giving them? Here's your workout. Here's what you're going to eat tonight. I'm going to show you how to do these exercises and then that be it you wouldn't do that you would be providing some real type of experience some type of connection where they like yo all right i get that and there are ways to do that within technology so in closing you know make sure that your developer your uh ux designer has a real understanding about the subject matter before you go and pay them any money, don't get them a dime until they can show you or explain to you how they're going to really solve this problem. And if they're not telling you about the technologies that exist on the Apple platform, they're not, they ain't, they're not mentioning Siri. They're not mentioning uh, uh, the Apple Watch kit. They're not mentioning push notifications, widgets. They're not telling you about how to plan things out so that you can nurture your clients on a day-to-day basis. If they're not giving you that, then you need to find somebody else now. And that's what this podcast is about. Like, we can do that for you. But I ain't, it's not even really about, it's not really just about me because I'm, I'm be real with you. I just want to see people put out better stuff, better applications. That's all I want. I just want to see people put out better applications and I want to be a part of it. I won't make money at the same time. But my my truest desire is to see people really put out stuff that really like is profound. Where you like, damn, like I can't live without this app. And if a person can't say that about your app and it's just another video, press play of curated strength of curated hit like that ain't enough, man. That's not enough. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I hope you love yourself and everything that you do. But thanks for tuning in. And um, we're going to be done. We're going another podcast. I'm going to bang another podcast out this week. So, and I'll be posting on social media what that podcast is going to be about because I got a couple topics. They're going to all, you know, pretty much stem with, with uh, technology and fitness and what have you. But, you know, stay tuned and 
we gonna we gonna we gonna build apps that revolutionize the world. Come be a part of that with us, or you can sit back and watch. But it's gonna get done, and I I'd like to work with you and make sure that you actually ha are part of that future. Nike ain't gonna be able to stand it. Adidas ain't gonna be able to stand it. Peloton ain't gonna be able to stand it because we just gonna come out with with all types of of technologies that's gonna make people be like, yo, I'm I won't ever use those apps again because the boy they they rocking over there at white spots, yo, they doing it. I'm ranting, but I I like to anyway. So um, thanks for tuning in and see y'all next time for another episode. On the PM Spazio. Giorgio the PM. The bull. He out. All right, have a good one. Cheers.